We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is a Locker Room production. All right. I want to start off the show with the bank. And what I mean by a bank, I want to talk about trade back scenarios because I think this is one of the more interesting aspects of the draft. And that it's not getting enough attention with Lions fans because I think this is a legit scenario that could happen um, as a trade back here for the Lions. And they can trade with the quarterback needy team and, you know, get a extra draft capital even if it's for this year or maybe even for next year. I mean, when you're in a rebuild like the Lions, you're going to need all the draft capital you want. So I think there's some interesting teams that make a lot of sense that could trade up with the Lions. And I'm going to bring up a couple teams. The Denver Broncos, then the Patriots, the football team, maybe the Steelers, and maybe the Saints. That's a bit of reach and a bit farther in the draft of the Lions. But I think there's some very interesting prospects the Lions could go if they want to go in the mid-rounds, if they want to trade back, like, with the Patriots or even in the 20s, I think. Like, I would not even be that disappointed, assuming you get a haul for these guys, right? Yeah, so you're assuming, like, Trey Lance or Mac Jones or maybe Justin Fields, one of those guys? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely going to be one of them on the board out of those three you just mentioned. Like, out of Fields, Lance, and Mac, there's going to be one of them. And I'm not sold on the Mac Jones hype around the NFL where I think, you know, maybe there's a team that really likes him that they're willing to trade up for him. I don't know. I mean, there was rumors that saying that the Panthers, you know, obviously before they traded for Darnold, that they were they were planning on trading up to pick number three when the Dolphins held the pick at the time and were going to trade with the Dolphins to hypothetically rumors, obviously take everything with a grain of salt, was to take Mac Jones. I mean, maybe it makes sense because they worked out with him at the Senior Bowl. Matt Rule and his staff actually had a real good eye of, you know, Mac Jones and got to see him live and were with him for a week. I still think that's smoke at the end of the day, but, you know, I I guess there's some teams that could fall in love with Mac Jones. So the Lions are going to be in a scenario where there's going to be a quarterback on the board. And if there isn't a prospect that they don't love, at seven, if, if they don't love that quarterback, let's say, and they don't love any other prospect like that much, I think the Lions should definitely look back to trade back for one of these quarterback-needy teams. Yeah. Um, they could get a haul, like you said, like if you trade with New England, you could potentially get number 15 
maybe their second round pick and next year's one, right? Something like that. I don't exactly know what it would be, but yeah, like that. Panthers and, and, trading up and, you, and you look at the board. I mean, this board is still going to be really, really good for the Lions if it gets to that point. Let's see. Let's just throw out the scenario. We we trade with the with the New England Patriots at pick fifteen. Let's say they want to get their quarterback, whoever it may be that that's available at pick seven. The Lions could be still looking at a board of one of those top three receivers. I mean, you you could probably have one of them still available at fifteen. You're going to have the chance of still having one of the top offensive linemen on the board, with that being Rashawn Slater or probably even Elijah Vera Tucker or another guy I really want to get into who I've fallen in love with recently and I think he's going to be a phenomenal player and this guy just screams Dan Campbell to me he's Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma State that is a guy to be all over for if we trade it back Micah Parsons is another guy that could also be there uh, uh, potentially Um, so I mean if the Lions decide to trade back to 15 there's a lot of good players that I think will be worth that pick and it doesn't seem like a reach at that point if you know you do, if you consider you know maybe if you've got like a Jalen Waddle or Devontae Smith at seven you can consider that a reach you could maybe still get one of those guys potentially a lot more riskier but you could still get one of those guys if you trade back with fifteen and still get a haul of picks for either for either this draft or next year's draft. Yeah, another guy. Did you mention Christian Barmore? That's another guy I love. I was actually going to mention him, but yeah. But I mean, yeah, if the line want to fix his defense, Christian Barmore makes a lot of sense. I know a lot of people aren't high on him, but I'm really high on him. He's he's a disruptor, man. He could get to the passer. So I want to throw um, out this. I want to throw out this scenario. To you. So let's say the Lions go to 15. Let's say hypothetically that deal you just said actually happens. Let's say the Lions yeah. get 15 next year's one with New England, and they get this year's second round pick or maybe even a third round pick, whatever. Let's say the lions do trade back to 15. What are you looking for? I know obviously you want to see how the board falls out, but like who are some names that you think could be, you know, really interesting and, you know, obviously makes sense there for the lions. Uh, Devante Smith, if he's there, Jalen Waddle, Elijah Vera Tucker, uh, Tevin Jenkins, Christian Barmore, Rashad Bayon, Aziz Ojulari, Quiddy Pay. Those are just like a list of guys, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's some solid talent, dude. I mean, I would do it, dude. I would pull the trigger. Unless there are some guys I'm willing to take with this pick seven, but trading back is not a bad option for the Lions here. I mean, I'll tell you the guys I would be willing to take at seven. Um, there's a couple of them. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, those four 100% would be down taking at pick seven. Penny Sewell would definitely be down take at pick seven. Rashawn Slater would be definitely down to take at pick seven. Then after that, you know, it, I, I've said it. I'm just not huge into taking a receiver or a tight end in the top 10 all that much, even though Kyle Pitts is a monster and he's a freak. Um, J- Jamar Chase is a freak too. I just, I don't know. When you're starting to rebuild, I just think there's more important positions I think the Lions could use to trade back and gain more draft capital and maybe fill out more positional needs at that point rather than getting a wide receiver at pick seven. And you could still get a very talented receiver if that's at you know maybe fifteen or even the second round, now you'd have an extra second round pick. Maybe you could use one of those second round picks and get a receiver in this very stacked receiving class. Which you know, there's a possibility that you can get a round one grade type receiver in round two, if that makes sense, just because of how stacked this class is. Because some of these guys are going to fall because of how good the class is. I mean, in right. other years they could have been top three receivers in the class, but. When you're competing with guys like Jamar Chase, when you're competing with guys like uh, Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, 
it makes guys like Terrence Marshall, Rondell Moore, Rashad, or yeah, Rashad Bateman. It makes those guys slip down the board a little bit more. Where in maybe previous drafts, these guys are first round picks. So the Lions could be landing one of these guys at pick forty one, or if they get an extra second round pick from one of these teams. So that's really exciting. Yeah, I also include like a guy like Elijah Moore. Um, if you want to go later down, like in the second or third round, Diami Brown, Nico Collins. Tony, Kadarius uh, Tony. Kadarius Tony is a guy. If you want to go into the fourth round, Anthony Schwartz. Like, this receiver's class is loaded. Dwayne Eskridge. Dwayne Eskridge, yeah. I mean, we can go on and on and talk about receivers. Tylen Wallace, I've told you. Yeah, man. I call him, I call him the great values version of Jamar Chase. <laughs> <laughs> Amari Rogers is fun, too. Yeah. Um, I want to bring on uh, Josh. He He's a Patriots fan. And I want to see, like, what his thoughts would be and what it would take to jump to seven. Yeah, that, no, I'm actually very intrigued by that because we've been talking about trading back with the Patriots. So, yeah, let's bring on Josh. Yeah, see if he'll come up. Yeah, I mean, this receiving class is insane, though. Yeah. Um, okay, if he doesn't want to come up, if anyone else wants to come up and ask questions or just... Uh, Talk about potential tradeback options. I mean, I think this is a really intriguing spot for the Lions. I think they got a lot of leverage in the situation because you're gonna have a guy, you're gonna have a team that's really gonna be desperate for a quarterback, and it's gonna come down to the Lions. Do you want to take one of these quarterbacks, or do you want to get a bunch of capital? And maybe we'll figure out that quarterback position down the line, or maybe they think the guys on their roster right now with Jared Goff. You know, that's yeah. just hypothetically. Obviously, I'm throwing out scenarios. Um, but the Lions got a lot of leverage in the situation because there's a lot of teams behind them that need that need quarterbacks pretty badly. And, you know, you could even make the argument are a quarterback away. I think you can make the argument for Denver that's a quarterback away from being a you know true contender. Uh, Washington as well. Um, you know, maybe even the Bears. I know the Lions have never traded with the Bears, but, I mean, that's another team. Um, and then the Saints – and Pittsburgh as well, because obviously Drew Brees is hiring this offseason. And then Big that Ben. That would cost a lot, though, for Pittsburgh Ooh, and yeah. New Orleans. Oh, yeah. I don't think co- they would do that. That would cost a lot. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they would do that. I think maybe they should look into maybe take like a mid round guy. Like, yeah, I was, even, I was even thinking, you know, maybe why not trade for a guy that just hasn't worked down the league all that much yet? Maybe like a Darnold. Obviously, the Panthers already struck a deal with him. So that's out yeah. of the conclusion. But I thought that's what, you know, the Steelers. Or even the Saints, you know, should have been in the, maybe in the market for maybe a guy like that, you know, beside rather than trying to trade up to pick seven and, you know, you know, jump so many teams. I mean, that's going to cost a lot. Right. I mean, the Bears are kind of stuck too right now. I mean, they're picking at pick 20 right now. That's tough. The Bears are kind of like in no man's land, right? Like, they don't really no. have a quarterback. They, they're they king mediocre no right line. now. Allen Robinson is not happy down there. Um, I feel like they're going to be rebuilding next year, kind of like how Detroit is. Yeah, I mean, it just seems like Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy is, you know, it's going to be any day now. I mean, not even time to make, like, an excuse for Matt Nagy, but Matt Nagy was a bit handcuffed since, you know, getting the job, but obviously just, you know... It go it goes hand in hand with Nagy and goes in, you know with Ryan Pace as well. So, yeah, yeah, I I agree with you, man. I I don't really see much success for Chicago this year, obviously. All right, so what's up, man? What's up? All right, we'll bring him back on. Oh. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, all right, let's go with this guy. What's up? What's up, man? Hello? Yes, sir. Hello? Yes, What's we up? hear you. Yeah, we hear you. All right. Who do y'all see the Lions drafting at seven if we stay there? Well, I mean, obviously, depending on how the board falls out, it's going to really come down to that because, I mean, you could have a potential, you know, guy that's maybe worth the top three pick at that pick seven, maybe in a Penny Sewell or the Lions want a quarterback. I mean, it's it's going to come down to who's on the board. I mean, because we don't, we don't know how the board's going to shake up, obviously. Uh, a lot of people right. saying the Lions are probably going to take – what's his name at seven? Because – a lot of people oh. think the Lions gonna take um, Jalen Waddle at seven. Yeah, uh, Euro. Like, if I had to make a realistic prediction, I think the top four quarterbacks will be off the board. I don't know if I buy the Mac Jones to San Francisco hype. I think Sewell will be off the board as well, and Chase will be off the board. So, and you see what they've done. They have they've added a lot of speedy wide receivers in Rashard Perriman, Tyrell Williams, Khalif Raymond. Um, I'm forgetting that one dude. They said Ratley from the right. Browns. He's a speedy guy. So if you see, it's all about speed, speed, speed. And what does Jalen Waddle have? Speed. Where do y'all see? What round do y'all see Nico Collins going? Um, I got round two, two on him right now. Cool. I got like a late second, early to mid three, somewhere around there. All right. Yeah, I think yeah. he is receiver. For me, he would be like receiver seven or eight for me. I think in this class. Oh, um, you're really high on him. I like Nico a lot. I think he's really good. Yeah, Nico Collins is my boy. I'm a Michigan fan and a Lions fan. I want the Lions to draft him. I'll say yeah. this about Nico. I feel like Michigan didn't use him right. Once he goes to the NFL, he'll have a more productive career in the NFL than in college. I think he's going to be a better, way better NFL player for one reason why. He didn't have no good quarterback in, co- in college. And 100% Michigan, agree with that. Like, Michigan only ran him on deep routes. They didn't really use him like a possession guy or on slants. They just ran him on nine routes. So if if you look at his numbers, like his his uh, his numbers, I believe he ran a four four two, right, Tyler? Something like uh, four four three, I believe he said. Four four three, yeah, six very close. four. <laughs> Had a really good three cone time as well. So Michigan just didn't use him right. He's big too, man. He's what like six four, six three. Here am I fans in here? Six four. Um, Most this, people are. Um, 
Yeah, Nico, man, he's 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 big, dude. Six yeah, four, two two fifteen. Dude's a big are, dog. Are, I mean, are, four, four, are both of y'all lions, man? Yeah, man. If you want to like check out our podcast, the Pride Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, bro, we're we're lions fans and Michigan fans too. Yep, mm-hmm. we do not like <laughs> Michigan State. Bro, I hate Michigan State. I hate them. And hey. Ohio. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, we Amen. don't like Ohio State either. <laughs> hey, I like all Michigan teams, all of them. Yes, sir. Besides, besides the Spartans, I don't like them. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, all right. Um, are y'all going? Are y'all down. going live? Are y'all going live draft day? Yeah, we are going to have actually um, a virtual draft party on here. I'll, I'll post the details on it. Dude, we're gonna have prizes and stuff as well. So, uh, and now yeah. I had to ask you a question because I was like on the Lions broad- broadcast show earlier today, and I'm uh-huh. just gonna ask y'all this question too, like I asked the other Lions fan, with my other Lions fan. But All right, go ahead. do if the Lions can build this team right. Around Goff, do you think Goff can bring the Lions a Super Bowl? I'm going to be honest. I think Jared Goff is a rich quarterback, but if everything is perfect around him, like as you saw with LA, he did take him to the Super Bowl. They don't win, but he did go to the Super Bowl. I'm just not really high on Jared Goff personally. Yeah, I'm I'm on the same boat as well. Just everything kind of got to be right for Jared Goff. And, you know, I, I feel like in today's NFL, it's like you need an elite quarterback or at least a good quarterback to win. And now that Jared Goff isn't – okay, he's not good. He's mediocre. I mean, that's where I have him. <laughs> I don't think he's very good. I don't think he's great. Um, I think He's not good, trash, though. Like no, no, he's not trash. He's not trash. No, he's average. I think if you, I think if you look down, just like look at the playoff quarterbacks, the quarterbacks that have gone deep, just name the quarterbacks. I mean, they're all elite quarterbacks. I, I think it's coming down to, like, you need almost an elite quarterback to now win in the NFL. Um, obviously, I mean, let's just go to Championship Sunday. Uh, uh, the Bills, Chiefs, Mahomes, Josh Allen, elite. We go to the NFC, Rodgers, Brady, elite. I mean, that's what you, it takes to win in the NFL now. You need an elite quarterback to win. Yeah, I hope, I hope, uh, I hope Jared Goff can prove all the doubters wrong. Including the 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 uh, fake Lions fans. I'm a real Lions fan, but the fake Lions fans. I hope God proves them wrong. I can't stand the fake Lions fans. Some of the Lions fans, not even Lions fans no more. They became Rams fans because of Stafford. That hey, shows uh... me, that shows me that they are player fans. I'm not a player fan. I'm a fan of the team. Go Lions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're fans of the team as well. Um, if Goff yeah. could prove us wrong, I'd be happy, right? You'd have a franchise quarterback, but I just don't see it right now. Yeah. I like that as well. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I, I, I still like Stafford. I hope he succeeds, but not right now. I don't until the draft picks are over. Then I, right. then I hope he can succeed. Because I want the I want I want a top ten pick for the Rams. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean that'd be nice, right? <laughs> yeah, I want the Rams to suck. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it would be better for the Lions, but yeah, I mean, it'd be better for the Lions. But I mean, at the end of the day, I, mean, I am a Stafford fan as well, so I wouldn't mind seeing him winning as well. Yeah, but appreciate it, man. All, All right. right, we are going to bring up. Um, he was waiting. 
So let's see if uh, there he is. What's up, man? Hey, can you guys hear me now? Yeah, yeah we, we hear, hear you. you. Oh, it's great. Sorry, my bad the first time. I'm uh, driving on the highway right now, so I had a little issue there. What, are you down the uh, lodge right now? No, I'm heading to Detroit <laughs> from Grand Rapids, so I'm on... Oh, okay, uh, you're up north. Yeah, okay. yeah, I live in Grand Rapids, so I'm heading to Detroit for some family stuff right now. So. Okay. okay. Hey, first, I mean, yo, I'm glad I finally meet y'all. I feel like Malcolm trying to get a PS5 trying to get on this, uh, this live <laughs> with y'all. <laughs> I keep missing y'all every time. But, uh, well, you're here right now. Yeah, you're here right yeah. now. So first, I, uh, a while ago, uh, during the season on that, um, on one of your guys' mailbags, I went on a kind of rant about the coaching staff and, and who I think they should hire. And I never really got a chance to speak about this uh, front office and coaching staff they got right now. But, man, I am ecstatic from what I see from uh, from Brad Holmes and um, and our new coach there, man. I'm telling you guys, this guy is going to be the exact type of personality that I think this team needs. So, you know, they're going to make some mistakes because it's their first time, but I think they're going to get there. I think they're really going to turn this team around. But um, – I really wanted to comment is when you guys talk about the trade down options and um, the quarterback. If the Lions right now are in a perfect position to draft a young quarterback, and if there's a a, a guy there not named Trey Lance, because I'm not on I'm, I'm not on the bandwagon for him, but if there's a guy there, man, I think they got to take a quarterback in round one this year because you got the perfect scenario where he can sit and learn behind golf. And um, and if he becomes the franchise guy, you could trade Goff. Or if Goff becomes a franchise quarterback, because he's shown flashes of that, you can trade who you just drafted this year, next year, and get more picks for him. So if there if there's a guy there, I would say don't trade back. I would say you know get get your quarterback in round seven. If Justin Fields is there, even though I hate Ohio State quarterbacks, I think he might be the exception. You know. I would say pull the trigger and get them now. No, no, I'm definitely on that boat. It, but I think something to mention, like, you don't just draft a quarterback just to draft a quarterback in the first round. Like, you got to love this guy. And that's why I bring back the trade-back scenario because if the Lions don't love this quarterback, let's say, whoever it may be, I mean, because there's a, there's a you know very possible realistic opportunity that could happen where the top four quarterbacks, which it could go Lawrence, Wilson, Lance, Fields. I could go the top four right there, and then the only quarterback that's getting first-round buzz at that point is Mac Jones. And I don't think you just take Mac Jones because he's getting first-round buzz. I mean, if you don't think he's a franchise quarterback, you don't just take him because you need a quarterback. And, you, you know, maybe uh, you have a good opportunity for a quarterback. I agree that the Lions is a good situation for a quarterback especially for a guy that could sit back for a year or two, maybe like a Trey Lance. I know you said you don't like Trey Lance. I personally do. But if it is like a Trey Lance or Justin Fields, yeah, it is a perfect opportunity to sit back and really get to know the game and sit behind a veteran quarterback like Jared Goff. And then, you know, if Goff is just is what he is, then you could, you know, easily replace him by, you know, trading him or cutting him when his contract comes a little bit more freeable, which is going to happen very soon. Um, you know, then – that's fine, but I don't just take a quarterback just because we need one. I, I, you have to like the prospect. You have to love the prospect. I just like the prospect, you know, if you're going to be taking this guy. But I do agree. If there's a guy that, you know, Holmes and Cambo and the staff falls in love with, all in. Take a quarterback. I'm not against taking a quarterback at all. Yeah, I'm also yeah. a team quarterback. I, I would love Lance and Fields at seven. I personally wouldn't trade back, but if they don't love him – 
don't take him, right? Trade back and see what you could get and maybe address that need next year or maybe Goff could be your guy. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree 100% with that. I don't – if if all of those are gone and Mac Jones is the only quarterback there, I agree. I would not pull the trigger on him just to get no. a quarterback. Yeah, no, no I, uh, Mac Jones. I, I, I kind of I, – I'm kind of opposite of what everyone is kind of saying that you got to get your quarterback first, and I don't really think it matters the order. I personally think that you, the quarterbacks that succeed, did not start in year one. You know, if you look around the league, you just listed off the elite quarterbacks that um, that are going in the playoffs. None of them really started and carried their team as a rookie. The there's only a few quarterbacks that's become franchise quarterbacks and who can carry their team and who started as a rookie. And in those exceptions, they had they had dominant defenses, dominant run games that they can lean on, and their rookie years were they were either average to below average quarterbacks, but they were able to grow within the system and then become franchise quarterbacks, including, of course, Brady. We know what happened with him. But um, so I agree 100%. I'm not, I'm not on, the team, on the boat for taking a quarterback just to do so. I personally think that, you know, you can still get value. You can still get you can still get a future Pro Bowl or All Pro at number seven. That's not a quarterback who's going to be more valuable to your team. Uh, comparison comparing to if you were to draft a draft a quarterback like Mac Jones or someone else just because he's a QB. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah, I agree with you guys 100. Exactly. All right, man. Thanks for coming on. Oh yeah, yeah, no problem. All right, David requests that we're going to bring up David next. Hey, Al. What's up, What's up, David? It's good being able to listen to a really great podcast. Thanks a lot. I appreciate, appreciate that, it, Dave. David. Um, yeah, you're, you're a strong panel, and, and I think a lot of the Detroit fans are really knowledgeable, so I'm learning a lot just being able to, like, you know, tune in. Um, I, I wanted to kind of uh, add on a, a couple of points that other people have made. I, I think that quarterback is a really important position. And I think that when you are in the top 10 and you have an opportunity at a quarterback, you take it. Absolutely. Uh, I, I hear what you're saying about, well, you don't just take it just because. Yeah, yeah. You know, there has to be somebody worthy. But this is a rare draft where you have a depth in the quarterback position of elite quarterback talent. You know, if... If I'll take what, what, what people generally think of as the lowest quarterback of the five in Mac Jones. If Mac Jones came out this year and the others hadn't, he would be the number one quarterback coming off and people would be enthusiastically going after him. I don't know about that. I really do. Um, the reason why, it's just because you see the way the league is trending. They like to have mobile quarterbacks, guys who can throw on the run, guys who have a strong arm. Mac Jones isn't really that. See, yes, but the, but you're you're talking about how a league is trending, but you're you're speaking about that there's only one situation where somebody drafts a quarterback. True, if you have a new coaching staff and a new general manager and you have like a young team or a new team where you're just trying to like who are we going to build around? Yes, that's the quarterback that you want. You want the one with all the tools and all the bells and whistles. However, there's a second category of where people need quarterbacks, where you have a team that is close, a championship caliber team, where you have an established coaching staff, 
with an established scheme that they finally have gotten buy-in with the right receivers and the right running back and the right offensive line, and everyone's doing that. And you want somebody who's going to come in and not put the team on their shoulders, but someone who's going to be able to blend in with the team. That's a different type of a quarterback. And that is equally valuable to that particular situation. And I think that's why you're hearing people talk about Mac Jones enthusiastically in the San Francisco situation, because he's the kind of player who's able to come in. I mean, they are a scheme first offense. They're about timing. They, they've been going through like wide receivers and finding the wide receivers will run the route, not give any indication of where they're going and then turn at the, uh, based on the proper timing and wait for the ball to come to them. And if you have a quarterback that is good at, I get rid of the ball two two point three seconds after after the hike, that is a value to you rather than someone who's used to having to create and give people time to get open. And that's a different type of a situation. And I think that that's why San Francisco was valuing a Mac Jones. It's not a knock on Fields. It's not a knock on Trey Lance. It is just that that an Alabama quarterback happens to be really good at that sort of thing. That's why Alabama quarterbacks generally don't do well when people draft them onto teams where they want them to, to be the guy who they build around. Cause they're not very good at that. That's what Tua's issue is. Two in a lot of ways is a very similar quarterback to Mac Jones. He knows how to have all the strength behind him and work within the scheme. And when he's being asked to carry more of a load, he's not really up to that. And that's what Tua's problem is. Um, you know, that's why, I mean, look at Alabama. That's why Jalen Hurts is, you know, from an Eagles perspective. Like, Jalen Hurts is that kind of a guy, you know? I think, like, uh, like Tua and Mac are different quarterbacks, and so is Jalen Hurts. All those guys are, like, have, like, different skill sets. I think it's all about what teams prefer. Like, what do they want in a quarterback? Do they want an accurate guy? Do they want a mobile guy? Do they want both? Do they want a guy with a strong arm? Do they just want a guy who, like, will take care of the football? Like, it's pick your poison. It's, it's what do you want, right? And when you look at San Francisco, I personally think the best for them is Trey Lance. And the reason why I say that is because he could develop into, a, um, into like, a Josh Allen. They already have Jimmy Garoppolo. He could sit a year behind Garoppolo, just learn, let us soak in, learn from Shanahan, learn from those guys. And then you could hand him the keys in year two, of his of like of his career, Tyler. What are your thoughts on like what he? So, I, I I get your point, and you're saying that teams might like the Mac Jones play style more. But I think we got to look at what the league has been doing lately. We just haven't had those Mac Jones as of late. You know, be franchise quarterbacks. It's just kind of uh, those type of quarterbacks are kind of just non-existent anymore. It seems like, or you're just not a big playmaker, at least in the NFL, when it comes to that type of quarterback because like I mentioned let's go down to the NFL and just look at all the big games and look at the quarterbacks those are all the guys that could take over a game hypothetically you know those are the quarterbacks that could you know you know they could take over and win a game for you a guy like Mac Jones like you said he's going to be the type of guy that's going to blend in and that you're going to need to cater an offense towards him, you know, to win. And that's kind of what the Lions have right now with Jared Goff. You need to cater an offense, you know, to win with him. Is it possible to win with these guys? Yeah, of course it's possible to win with these guys. I mean, you could win with non-elite quarterbacks. But oh, I see, think that, that's where I disagree. I, I don't think it's either or. I don't think you're choosing between a non-elite quarterback or, or an elite quarterback. I think you have five elite quarterbacks. 
And I don't think it's that Mac Jones isn't accurate or that he isn't athletic. He is more than sufficiently athletic, and he's but more than he sufficiently accurate. What, what, what does Mac Jones do for you besides be a smart quarterback? Um, and he, he could be accurate. Like, I mean, I don't. I think he's accurate. I don't even think he's like as accurate as these other guys as well. Oh no! Well, I mean, that's the whole point. It's like, yes, he is more accurate than most quarterbacks coming out of college. But yes, he is not as accurate as a phenomenal accurate quarterback like Wilson. Okay. He is an athletic he is more athletic than most quarterbacks coming out of college in most years. However, he's not nearly the athlete that Fields is or that Trey Lance. Not is, at all. Or that Trevor Lawrence is. Yeah, not at all. Okay? Like he's, he's, but, he's but 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 he's not a statue by any stretch. He is not a statue. Like that's just not that's just inaccurate. I, I feel that sometimes people in order to make their their point kind of take it a little bit too far to an extreme. It's, you know, I, I get it why Matt Jones isn't a fit for the Lions, and I don't think he necessarily would be. But I don't think the new coaching staff exactly thinks that Goff is either. And if the, if the new coaching staff has an opportunity to be able to pick up a Trey Lance or a field, I don't see them trading down nine picks where they need to have ten guys that they would be happy with available. No, are much less if you're going to drop down further. Like, no, no, I, mean, I, I agree. That's with that. a big gamble to take when you have you yeah. could get the player that your coaching staff wants to build around at that opportunity. I, I don't see a lot of people like missing out on that. No, and I agree with that. I, I think I'm just speaking more like if the draft board falls out where it goes Lan- or it goes Lawrence Wilson Lance Fields. Like, I don't want a quarterback at that point anymore. Like, I'd rather just trade back. Or take one of these offensive linemen prospects, but mm-hmm. that's just oh, me definitely. personally. Yeah, oh, I no, mean, like I, 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 I'm not settling yeah. for Mac Jones because I'm just not a Mac Jones fan personally. Right, and I, and I hear that. Like I, I agree that I, I don't see Mac Jones as a Detroit Lion. Like I, I don't see that as a good fit. However, yeah. okay. However, when it comes to things like what trends are in the NFL about what kind of quarterbacks get drafted, I really think we have to remember that there are two types of of teams that have an opportunity to draft the elite quarterback in the top 10. You have teams that are really bad and are completely restructuring and overhauling and need help everywhere. Yep. Okay. That have new coaching staffs and new GMs and they're coming off of horrible seasons and they need someone who's going to be able to put the team on their back and they're going to build around them. And that's where I think that trend comes in. The second type of team that comes in is the really good team that happens to have a freak like injury, let's say like Atlanta or let's say like Carolina, right? Where you have like these like decent situations where things went bad for them and they had a bad season and here they are in the top 10. Now that's a different situation. They're not looking to revamp the whole thing where they have lots of needs. They have a particular thing that they're looking for. And they have an opportunity, and they're not going to be back next year. They're not going to have a bad season again. They're probably going to be contending for a playoff spot, if not try to go for a championship. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, right. So when you're in when you're in that situation, and you find yourself fortunate enough to be in the top ten, and you have a, elite quarterbacks that are available to you, I don't think any GM worth their salt who you know has any hope of having job security is going to take a want position over a need or value position like quarterback. 
So you're saying is that if you're in the top ten, you should take the quarterback regardless? Like, it doesn't matter the situation uh, you're saying? Uh, uh, I'm saying I think it is going to be very, very difficult for the GM of the of the Falcons not to take a, a QB. Yeah, I, okay. That's I'm fair. with you there, David. Okay? Um, and, and, and a lot of people are like, oh, but they, they already have a great quarterback, and he signed for three years. They don't need him. He's 35, though. Exactly, and, and he's, he's one twisted ankle away. Right, yeah, they need and a succession also, plan. When will you be picking in the top five again? Right, exactly. Like, as a that, GM, you hope you're not going to be picking in the top five again, unless you're obviously like rebuilding. But I feel like, like Carolina, I mean, Atlanta's more like retooling instead of like rebuilding. So to me, either your team isn't good enough at quarterback, and here you have five elite or four elite, whatever you want to say. Like you have a deep quarterback draft, and you have an opportunity at one of them. Your job is is precarious if you don't take one, okay? Or you're in a situation where you do have a quarterback that you like, and if you have that rare quarterback that you value and like, you need to protect that investment. You need to take the elite offensive like tackle if it's available. And in this draft, you have three elite, can't-miss offensive tackles, and then you have a lot of really strong prospects later on going into the second round. Yeah, I mean, I think if we – you know, go by teams. Like, let's say we talk about the Dolphins right now. Like, they're a team that should not be in the top 10 right now. They're a good team. Comfortable with their quarterback, it seems like. At least they just drafted two of last year. Right. That's where it comes to luxury picks, I call them. And that's where you could draft a need at that point and what you, what you really value. So, like, maybe it's considered a reach to some people. But if you're one player or two players away, I'm okay with that if you, if you are in that position. Talk about the Dolphins. I think they can go offensive line, or I think they could go the luxury way, the luxury way, and take a receiver. Yeah, I see. See, I don't think offensive line is a luxury for them. I think they really need an offensive well, line. Well, yeah, they need the yeah, offensive line. <laughs> like, like that's big for them. Okay, and when it comes, like, let's let, let's look at four. Four is the Falcons. They need to get a succession plan in place. They should Five, be taking a, a quarterback. Five. Cincinnati takes Cincinnati. the offensive line. They have Joe. They have Joe Burrow, who was out because of an ACL injury because the offensive line was so bad. If you're the GM and you were lucky enough not to get fired because they've, they've been drafting, they've been drafting offensive linemen in the second, third, fourth round and missing on all of them. Yeah. If you're a GM and your elite quarterback goes down to that kind of injury and you don't lose your job and they're giving you another chance and you have a top five pick, and there's an elite offensive lineman can't miss guy, and you don't take him to say, oh, but there's another guy who we kind of like, who we think is promising later, when you've had that bad a track record. I mean, he will be fired by the end of the year. No, I agree with that. It's just I think, so it, comes to, down, I think it comes down so to, to perspective. So to me, it's like four and five are likely going quarterback, offensive, line. And then you're sitting there at six where you have Miami that really needs offensive line. They should be taking somebody there. I mean, I could see them and, going the luxury and, route as well, and, taking a receiver and, and, and tight end. And remember, this is in the same draft where wide receiver is as deep, right? You have you have you have wonderful quality like wide receiver prospects with like you know elite attributes who will be available in round two. Yeah, same with I the O line as well. Yeah, I, I agree with that, David, right. too. But there, so the but there's a reason. But there's a reason why these guys get the top 10 hype like Jamar Chase because there isn't another Jamar Chase. I mean, like, yeah, you can get guys who 
can maybe be like a Jamar Chase or like close yep. to Jamar Chase, but you're actually getting the Jamar Chase. And like, that's like, you know, the can't miss prospect at that point. So like, you know, I, I, I get the depth and I say it all the time because you can always get a nice receiver in day two or whatever. And I agree with that. But there's a reason why the Jalen Waddles, Devontae Smith, and the Jamar Chase are in these categories, the Kyle Pitts, because you're not going to get these guys in round two or round three, hypothetically. See, yeah. and then you have the Eagles dilemma, right? Well, the Eagles, Eagles could take... use anything right now. No, 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 no. <laughs> what, what, what I mean is the Eagles dilemma is if there are three great like wide receivers available and they pick one, it's the other two that are going to become great. And you're going to be left like looking at Rager saying, what, how did we mess this up? Yeah. Justin Jefferson that's, should that's, have been the pick. In a way, Chase is – his position is made worse because there's Waddle and Smith and Pitts. You have four great receivers that for most teams are what I'll consider like really want positions. Right, you have four great receivers, and it would be really tough for a GM to say, we're going to take Waddle when Smith turns out to be the guy. Or you take Smith when Chase turns out to be the guy. Or you take Pitts, who ends up being like an average tight end. Well, it's hindsight. And, and the it's other hindsight. Right. That's it's hindsight. hindsight. Right. And so they're all terrified of being like second guess, and so I think they end up being more conservative. I mean, every pick requires risk, regardless of where you're picking or who you're picking. Like a guy could get hurt, or a guy might not work out, or... I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's um, never a guarantee in the draft, like never with anybody. Yeah, I mean, draft. even like, Trevor Lawrence, like the you know the can't miss prospect, he can be a buzz very easily. Uh, I mean, he's he's considered a safe pick, right? But you never know what happens. He could be surrounded with bad coaches or bad players, or I don't know, like whatever. When I mean, lots of off- res- lots of yeah. offensive tackles get taken in the first ten picks in NFL drafts. I agree with Maxwell. Maxwell said Pitts and Chase are more highly thought of. Than the other guys, but it's all about preference. If you want a speedy guy who could take, take the top defense, you go with Waddle. If you want a bigger guy in the red zone who's like a mismatch nightmare, you go with Pitts. If you want a guy who could do it all, you go with Chase. If you want an elite route runner, but I mean the size concerns are concerned with Smith, you go with Devontae Smith. Like it's all about mm-hmm. what's the best fit for your team and, and what do you prefer, right? Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just think that they're going to be – I mean, when I keep thinking about who's more likely to rise, who's more likely to fall, it's like I keep thinking that, you know, like even when you started uh, uh, this locker room chat, you know, you were saying if we traded a 15, one of the four receivers are going to be there at 15. How would that happen? Right? Well, It's going to happen because um, so, they're going to fall. Right. right. And, and, and it's going to and it's going to happen because people went over there and they took offensive linemen and because people took a defensive end and they, like other things had to happen in order to make these elite receivers fall. An example is C.D. Lamb fell to 19 to the Cowboys last year. I was shocked when that happened, to be honest, but yep. he fell to 19. And yeah, I mean, wide receiver one for me. So and one of these guys could. It'd be the same thing. I could see one of these, like, Waddle, Smiths, or maybe even a Jamar Chase, hypothetically. Yeah, even Kyle Pitts. Well, I'm saying, I'm saying one of them. I think I could see one of them fall to, like, all the way to 16 or 17. Like, it's that possible. would not shock me at all. I actually think there will be one that's in that spot, honestly. It's possible. If, if I had to guess which one, I'd say Smith because teams love speed and also Jamar Chase, like, a campus prospect. So maybe Smith falls. I don't know. Or even Pitts, like if someone just doesn't want a tight end, like Ooh, I don't know about that. I'm just saying, like it could be any. Like C.D. Lamb was that guy last year, and they're like, oh, no way he falls, but like he ended up being the last receiver taken. 
Yeah, because a lot of people say that historically taking a wide receiver early is a bigger risk than most, and it doesn't pan out more often. Well, I mean, so therefore, wide receivers tend to slip. I mean, it's just more know? important positions in football than the wide receiver position. Like, you obviously need receivers, but I think exactly. offensive line, quarterback, defensive line, linebackers, so, I think those are all important, more important than running backs and receivers. So here you are in your Detroit, and you have this, you know, the seventh pick, and you have your choice of an elite quarterback or an elite offensive like lineman. The GM and the new coaching staff isn't taking that. I'm like taking Lancer Fields. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah, I'm definitely, like, I'm, think, I'm, no, I'm definitely touching too. one of those over. I'm definitely touching one of those, you know, the Sewell or Slater or the Lancer Fields over, yeah, Jalen Waddle or Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, and then it's just kind of like, you know, sure, if somebody like offers you their entire draft for the next three years, right, then yeah. like if they're blowing you your mind out of the water, then you might like, OK, it's worth it. Right. For us to like, you know, make this move. Unless but you think that guy's problem. a franchise quarterback. I mean, I think you just yeah. take the franchise quarterback and that's, but, yeah, instead but, of you know taking the capital. Certainly somebody thinks that guy's the franchise quarterback if they're making that offer. Somebody's going to think right? he's a franchise so, quarterback. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's what I think you're coming down to. I think you need to yeah. have someone who's going to be willing to trade up. And then I mean, it can't just be like, oh, yeah, we trade down because, you know, we got something. That's not no, 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 no. Detroit. Like, no, you, they have to that. overpay by a lot in order to really make it worth the risk that there are 10 players that you're willing to live with or more if you're trading down beyond 15. Yeah. All right, David. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for coming on. Yeah. We're going to have, like, someone else talk, but appreciate it. What's up, Tonio? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Y'all boys there. What's up, Pierre? What's up, Tyler? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. I, I mean, I really didn't have too much to say, man. I really just want to... Um, then why the hell are you here? Listen, no, I'm kidding. Look, I'm, I'm kidding. Mean, I, I, I just really had to, you know, tap in with y'all, but I don't know if it's just me or not, but I really love what I've been seeing, you know, off-season-wise right now with, like, Hawkinson and Swift on Instagram. Like, they've been grinding. Like, But, I mean, I feel like we don't have nobody outside of them, so I feel like, you know, they got to, you know, carry the slack. But they've been busting their ass. She was my friend. Like, DeAndre Swift, like, the little off-season stuff I've been doing, he's been on a whole other level. And then the fact TJ Hawkinson was working out with George Kittle last season. And then they still doing it this season. Like, I just really feel like his ceiling is so high. Like, so, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, that's what I jumped in for. I mean, at this point, the draft, like, what, two weeks away? So, I'm kind of ecstatic. But I just, 19 days. I just really, like, if we trade back, depending on who we trade back to, I say, you know, BPA, best player available. But then if they stay put, it depends on who they're. Because I feel like if they stay put in Justin Fields, they'll take the quarterback. But if, if the quarterbacks, if the first four quarterbacks gone within the first four or five picks, then, you know, it really depends because obviously Miami, they feel like or they want somebody because they didn't trade back before us, you know, the six. They would have stayed at 12. So obviously they want somebody, but who do they want? Do they want Kyle Pitts or Jamar Chase? And, I mean, I like Jamar Chase. I like Pitts too, but I just don't want us getting another, another tight end first round. Like, this would be our third tight end. Within the last five, six years, first round picks from Ebron to TJ Hawkinson, like no, not saying he wouldn't be good. You know what I'm saying? He's a good player because he's talented. But I just we don't need another tight end. We got too many more holes right now. So if we could possibly trade back, then you know what I'm saying. But I agree with that. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, if the board ends up being a guy like Kyle Pitts, 
you know, let's say, let's say I'm just going to throw a scenario out there. Let's say first four quarterbacks gone by one through one through four. Say Sewell's gone at five. Say Chase or Pitts is gone at six. And then the best player available at seven is Pitts or, um, or Chase huh. or yeah, even Parsons, I guess. Well, I, I'd, I'd prefer Waddle in there too. Or Waddle, right. whatever. Okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> you guys are cutting me off now. So I'm kidding. But uh, I would personally trade back or take Rashawn Slater. Like, outside of Rashawn Slater, I'm not really interested. I, I think Lamar Chase, uh, just because you don't really have a receiver here for the future. All you have is Cephas, really, Williams, and all the other guys they signed are under, like, one-year deals. So, Cephas is the only guy here long-term. I take Jamar Chase. You have a chance to take the number one wide receiver. Not as big, but he does everything. He's fast. He, he gets separation. Great route runner, right? So, it's nothing. It's nothing against Jamar Chase. I just think there's so much more important needs on this team than a receiver right now. And I know you mentioned yeah. that we don't have a receiver. I mean, we don't have a true one number one receiver. But that's something that I think you could figure out even day two potentially, or you could figure that out in a trade back scenario, which I'd be way more comfortable taking one of these yeah. guys. Obviously, you're not getting the luxury of taking who you really want at that point because it's just who's left at that point. Tyler, um, I feel how you feel. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I feel how you feel. Like, no, I mean, no. I know we need a receiver, but we got bigger holes. That's like linebackers. Like, who, who yeah. are the number one linebackers? Jamie Collins, he's 32 years old. Like, yeah. we haven't had a dominant linebacker in how many years? I can't even tell you. Like, DeAndre Levy, I, probably the last one. Exactly. Like, I want, I want, I want. I want Michael Parsons. Like like you said, DeAndre Levy. DeAndre Levy was solid for us. Outside of, you know, the injuries, he was, you know what I'm saying? He was, he was a really good player. Good. Tony, but another player about, that – What about, like, I know you want Parsons, but what about a guy like Jamin Davis or Jabriel Cox on day two? I mean, I, I like them. I like – but, I mean, it, it's just a tough situation because, you know, what's the odds of us not getting one of them? Because if I'm – don't we get a compensation pick for Galladay? That's next year. That's next okay, year. Okay, 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 okay. But I, I like I like uh, Jamin Davis. I like him a lot. Who was the other guy you said? Pierre? Jabril Cox. Jabril Cox. If you want to go? Oh, I like him. I like I, um, I like him too. I like Davis better than Cox, though. Me personally, you know what I'm saying? Because like I said, I feel like speed kills in the NFL. What what Jamin Collins? I mean Davis. He just ran like a four three eight at the forty. Like and then he instinctive. Like he could play. To me, he'd be our middle linebacker, hands down, you know what I'm saying, with the help of Jamie Collins. But, I mean, speed kills. Like, whether you're on offense or defense, like, look at the Chiefs. They offense is just full of speed. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, speed is, you know what I'm saying? That's the number one. Yeah. And tone, and tone. I mean, let's go back to the Super Bowl, too. Who, who in your opinion, was the most valuable player in that game? Uh, Devin, Devin White. And exactly, a linebacker who could cover. Exactly. But, like you said, he could cover. He ran a 4-4-2. In so, the forty, like it's yeah. So I'm not, I'm not against taking a Michael Parsons. I would not be disappointed at all. So that's another guy I'd put in that category where I'd be okay taking at seven if they decide to, you know, stay put. I ain't right. gonna lie though. If, if the Lions traded back with them like the top fifteen or twenty, and these players there, I wouldn't be mad if the Lions took like a um, Quiddy Pay, or if they took uh, what's the other guy named Jason Owe? No, uh, Jordan. Jalen Phillips. I wouldn't be mad if they took one of them players because I mean we still we we really don't have nobody in the trenches. But I mean I feel like more so we probably need like an interior D tackle. 
like a three yeah. technique or five in the middle that can penetrate. You know what I'm well, saying? But, well, if the Lions decide to trade back and they get extra draft capital for this draft, I'm honestly okay with whatever they do at that spot. I mean, if they are, let's say, I haven't talked about the Patriots all day. I'm just going to stick with that. Say, like, at 15, they trade back with the Patriots. I would be okay then taking a receiver at that point because then you hypothetically have another day two pick which you could address these other positions because if you can still get a Jalen Waddle at 15 or a Devontae Smith at 15, that's a lot of fun. Absolutely. All right, Tony, yo, I'm going to let uh, John talk. We're running out of time here, but thanks right. for coming on, man. Appreciate all no the support problem. you show. Appreciate it. What's up, John? I, I, John? I, got a, I, uh, I agree with you about trading back. I mean, if, I think we've got to trust the GM and the coaches to, to take, like I say, if you give them a few more picks, we have very little draft capital. And, I mean, I know someone's taking, you got to take the quarterback, got to take the quarterback. But, I mean, they only hit 50% of the time anyway. And, this year with the COVID, half the guys stepping out, half the guys' teams not playing, it's a big risk to be to be jumping on anybody and thinking anyone's a big franchise guy. So if yeah, they like a guy, I'm 100% for them. Okay, I could play devil's advocate and say it'd be a risk to take Mika Parsons, Pinesuo, Jamar Chase. Those guys didn't even play at all, right? They didn't right? play they didn't at play all in 2020. Yeah, I could also say that, um, for example, like Gregory Rousseau. Rousseau. Gregory Rousseau didn't play, right. So I mean, a lot of guys pick involves risk. This is Rame. If exactly. you think a guy is a franchise, I'm not saying don't pick him though. Right, I'm not right. saying if don't you... pick him. I'm not saying don't pick him. I'm just saying there's a higher level of risk this year with all the changes for quarterbacks for every position. I think, like I say, I think the extra draft capital draft capital helps to let the coaches make those decisions. I mean, if I have no trouble, if they love Fields, I love Fields. If they love Waddle, I love Waddle sort of thing. Um, it's like I'm. I'm not the expert in the draft, for God's sakes, and with all the players, but they've got a, they're not getting a chance to really talk to some of these guys. So they may look at Parsons and say, well, he's got some issues behind the, behind the curtain. Do we want to take a chance this year? Do you want to even, even look at him this year? Because we don't know. We can't dig deep enough. And they may look at saying, okay, we'll take Waddle or we'll take Slater or something. And I'm just like, I'm, and I think that's the, the issue. This is a tough year. So extra capital is probably going to be better to give us more shots at the, uh, at our picks sort of thing. That's all Yeah, I'm but where I'm at is, okay, like, you could have two or three extra players, but wouldn't you rather, if you think a guy's a franchise quarterback and you love that quarterback, I think no matter what, even if you have a crazy offer to trade up, I think you have to take that quarterback because, look, franchise quarterbacks don't grow on trees, and maybe it could be a bust. Maybe it could be, like, or it could work it, out. Yeah. But you have to take that risk as a GM. You sure, just, if you, they love him, I mean, if, if they love him, I'm full, I'm full with them sort of thing. I agree and 100% I agree. with that, Pierre. I agree. Yeah, you got to take risk in the draft. Like, the draft, I mean, we see guys who are bust. We see guys who go, like, in the fifth round and become stars. You just have to develop them, too. And I feel like the Lions have a good spot in place for a quarterback. They got Mark Burnell, a former quarterback. They got Anthony Lynn, who's worked with uh, young quarterbacks, Justin Herbert, right? Yeah. You have Jared Goff, who's a veteran. But I get the feeling they're they're going to slow play things, though. The way they've been looking at the players, the way they kind of like Goff, I think they're going to just really slow play this thing this year because I think well, they've got a lot of holes to fill. They've got to see a lot of players. They're getting the coaching staff all in gear. I mean, if they've got that guy, I'm okay with it. But I get the feeling they're not jumping at anybody that big, that big like that. And that's right. possible. The idea is possible. you don't start them either year one. So you do take a slow with that player. You let him sit a year or two behind golf, right? And then when he's or you draft capital team. next year. Or you draft capital next year. But next year's class, from like everything I've read and seen, it's not considered as strong as his quarterback class. Oh, I mean, they're always that way. I mean, I like Rattler already. I think it's 
there's a Scott or something that's last next year too. Uh, Rattler is a little uh, he has to improve on some things, but he's talented. Yeah. I mean, well, you're right. Look John, at the guys that are one shot. Like um, Trey Lance is a one shot. I see, yeah, John. I mean, even Zach Wilson too. Zach Wilson, same thing. They're all like I said, all everyone's jumping on these guys, and I'm thinking, geez, they're jumping. Um, like I said, I don't, I don't mind Lawrence and even Fields. I think those two guys have been playing that way for the last three years. But look at Burrow. Right? Look at Joe Burrow. Last yeah, As Joe Burrow yeah, went from was like a round five grade. Yeah. yeah, he was a one-year wonder. Before he came in, I believe it was like a third or fourth round grade before the year started. And then day three picks. Once, once he got with Joe Brady and yep. he learned the scheme and everything, he became a star. So yeah, yeah there there always is that quarterback. I agree. Like that. Always and look what Lynn did pops. with Hebert too. Like Lynn worked. There was miracles with Hebert. So yeah, maybe he'll Goff. do the same with Goff. I mean, yeah, it's we'll a see. Different, right? They have different <laughs> skill sets. Um, We'll see what happens. You never know what happens. All right, we have like about yep. five more minutes. Okay, thanks, thanks, else. Guys. thanks yep. Johnny. Thanks, Sean. Thanks for coming on. All right, guys, we have about like five more minutes. If anyone else wants to come on, just shoot us a request or we'll end this here. I think it is interesting, though. It's just like if you do love this quarterback, like you said, I think you just got to take it. But if you don't, then I told, like that's why I'm bringing up this other scenario where the Lions have so much leverage where they could trade back, you know? Yeah. Hey, hey, guys. What's up, man? What's up? Hey, I want to say one more thing. Um, you guys were talking about Chase. I'll be real quick. You guys were talking about Chase versus Fizz versus Waddle versus Smith. I'm going to make a case against Chase. Everyone loves him, and everyone agrees he's the best wide receiver and pass catcher. However, I bet the Lions will pass on them. The Lions are um, – they want to run the ball. Campbell said it many times. Antoine Randall played with Heinz Ward, who were one of the best – uh, run black and white receivers during their time. Chase does not show any interest in run blocking. And if you want to be a good running team, you need to be a good blocker on the edge against a DB or safety. That's what sets up. Uh, that's what changes a 10-yard run to a 40-yard run touchdown. And we see it with that tight end that they just blocked that that they just uh, signed. I'm sorry, from New Orleans. That, Josh Hill. You know, everyone's seeing the highlights when he's blocking down the field, that sprung Alvin Kamara free, they're going to be looking for that in wide receiver. And even Devontae Smith at 160, 170 pounds, he blocks way better than Jamar Chase. I wouldn't be surprised if the Lions pass on him for that reason. We know Deuce Daly said that pass protection is a, a must for running backs. I bet they have that same requirement for wide receivers in, in terms of running backs. I mean, run yeah. backs. No, I'll I say ain't. this. Um, I don't think he's like as bad as a run blocker you're saying. He doesn't need to improve on that, but I don't think that would hold them back from drafting the guy just because he can't block. Because you're not mainly going to bring him to block; you're going to mainly bring him in to catch the ball. No, but I, I see what I see where he's going with it. It's like maybe you prefer a guy that puts more effort into run blocking, or you know, that's I could see that. I mean, like we said, it all comes down to preference. Like last year, CD Lamb was my wide receiver one in the whole draft. He ended up being the third receiver taken off the board. It's going to come down come down to what you know the preference of the team likes and you know maybe that is a preference of the line like they need a they want a run blocker or they want someone who's actually going to put effort into the run blocking and you know is going to be really good in that department so maybe they prefer Devontae smith or maybe they prefer Jalen yep. waddle over jamar chase that's very possible i wouldn't be shocked by that yeah yeah that's yep. a good point you brought up though um no, yeah, that is a very good point still just, from every from everything i've seen on youtube and granted this is youtube it's small sample size i don't have actual game footage, but everything I've seen, when the ball is not in his hands, when he, he shows no interest in getting, like, just even shedding the guy off, getting in front of him between him and the run blocker, it's like there's no interest or even 
you know, like you don't even he doesn't even want to. So I think that lack of um, will to even do it is going to turn these guys away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for receivers and tight ends, they don't usually necessarily get me off as much. If it's an offensive lineman, like there's one in this draft that I've been watching a little bit that kind of, you know, has that same like give up effort almost. That's Christian Darrisaw from Virginia Tech. You know, when you watch the film, it's like sometimes he just doesn't continue, doesn't finish the play. I'm like, dude, just finish the freaking play. Like, you know, block. That's your job to block. And no, I, I see where you're coming with that, well, you know, with uh, with guys, like, you know, receivers and tight ends as well. And I thought you brought up a good point, too, with Deuce Daly saying, you know, how he specifically wanted a guy that, you know, we need run blockers. They're very important. So he was, like, really complimenting Kerry on Johnson. So I agree with that. You know, it's a very good take, actually. Hello? Thank you, guys. All right. Thank yeah, you, my man. For coming on. Hello? What's up, my man? I seen a draft simulator, and they have the best player available for the Lions. They have that offensive lineman from Oregon. And he's Sewell, yep. At seven. Yeah, I mean, I'd be fine Where if it, go, it goes that route? Do you think the Lions pass up on them or they take them? I would be uh, doing backflips right now if they drafted Penny Sewell. <laughs> it depends who's on the board, right? Um, but Pen- you can't go wrong with Penny Sewell. Obviously, he didn't play last year, but his upside is through the roof. He'll probably start at right tackle, and then once Taylor Decker gets older, you move him to the left side, and you have a franchise right tackle, left tackle, whatever you want to call it. I will do a bet if he If he doesn't um, work at tackle, he could play guard as well. Throw him inside. I mean, if you if you're concerned with his size, or I mean, I don't know why you'd be concerned about his size, but like, if he doesn't work outside, just throw him inside. I mean, he's gonna work. He's gonna work. Yeah, he is an athletic, um, like freak for his size. He moves well. He's just young, right? He's 20 years old. He still he still has a lot of development, but his upside is through the roof. Like he could be an All Pro tackle. 100. percent No, I, 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 I need. I'd be willing to snap my need, neck for him. We need, we need another rag now on our team. Well, I mean, that's what uh, – what do you mean by another rag now? Like another mean offensive lineman? Another pro bowl offensive lineman. Okay, here. Yes. Hey, hey, you're real. I got a guy for you to watch. Go watch right now after you get off this call. Go watch Tevin Jenkins. If you want to, if you want an offensive lineman who's a bully, and he'll actually bully your mother right now. He'll bully my mother right now. He will bully your mother. He he doesn't look like a mean guy if you just look at his you know his picture. But this guy will bully you. He will bully you. So if yeah. you want to if you want a bruiser, you want that run plower, that rah rah guy. That's Tevin Jenkins out of Oklahoma State for me. Yeah, I yeah. Heard he's good. Go watch if you him, dude. Want another mean guy. Watch this kid out of Wisconsin Whitewater, I believe. Uh, oh, Quinn, Quinn Miners. Miners. Ooh, football watch. player. If you like guys like where like Ragnow, nasty, just like football players, offensive linemen, he's like a second, third round player. Watch Quinn Miners; he's a center guard. So, and by the chance, who y'all think the best defensive player in this draft is? Best defensive player in this draft, Michael Parsons. Yeah, it's Parsons. Um, Me too. I think Parsons is too. I think the Lions should pick him at seven. That's just my opinion. Because yeah, we need. That's we need we need. I know it would be a risk. I know people will be like, oh, you should have got him. You can get him probably at 15, 16. But I know, I know it's a risk. Sometimes you got to take chances. You're right. But, but the Lions' biggest need 
years oh, has been God. linebacker. Our linebacker core sucks. Who do we got besides Jamin Cobb? So well, well, you, got, we got, you got your boy Jelani Tavai. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I got Jelani Tavai. He looked slow and lost last year. To hey, he's I, but I don't know. I don't know if the nah, I'm just. I'm kidding. I'm kidding with you. I'm kidding with you. I don't think July is a good player. I don't know. I don't know if it was the scheme or was it Patricia making. He's not, he's not, he's not a good player. He's just not a good. He's player. just not a good. I don't know. A good player. He'll, he'll be. He'll be doing real estate real soon. <laughs> That's me, bro. That's my stuff. But... And the other person we need to let go is Will Harris. <laughs> We'll see. Hey, pathetic. You know, I know. Will Harris, <laughs> he is trash. Yeah. He's like never lost it. He don't do uh, nothing right. All right, yeah. we're not here to talk up players. We're, we're not, not here, here to like, slander to... some players right now. But uh, Will Harris has some upside um, with the right coaching. Maybe they get out of him. He's he's an athletic dude. He just doesn't tackle. He over pursues. <laughs> Um, not good in coverage. He's always lost. <laughs> but you never know. Maybe the right coaching staff could fix him up a little. We'll see. All right. You're all. I appreciate it, man. Like, do y'all like that guy from Tulsa? Uh, yeah. Zayvon Collins? Yes. Yeah, Zayvon Not Collins. early. Um, like, if they trade back, yes. He's, he's a good option for Detroit. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to bring up uh, Wayne here. He wants to talk about his favorite prospect that he likes for his team. All right, Ural, thanks for coming on. Um, this is going to be right, our last guy, listen. Wayne. And then, uh, yeah. Then Wayne Cole. That's what's up, name. Wayne? Wayne Cole. Hey, what's good? I didn't know y'all was going to bring me up. I'm on it, man. What's good? Yeah, well, I what's like good, the name bro? Wayne Cole. Yeah, bro. You got you my, my dog. She a Lions fan. It sounded like. What y'all say? Uh, I said, you always bring me up. I'll, I'll bring you up and talk a little football with you. Man, look, my question for y'all two is, I know I'm a little late, but if you're on the clock, who you taking? Uh, Who's on the board? Now, this is going to be crazy, right? Now, uh, picture this. Who is your your dream guy? I always call it a draft crush. So, we know, Trevor, we know know pretty much the order. But if you could have one guy from this class, who would it be? Oh, that's tough. I for the Lions, my dream, yep. pick, dream pick for the Lions be Zach Wilson, but he's not going to be there. It would be Zach Wilson. Okay, and I'm sure all of the listeners know that as well. But like realistic dream pick, probably Justin Fields or Trey Lance right now. Like if they fall, I don't even know if they would though. Could I be a coward and pick two? That, no, this is your show. You can pick three if you want. I know. I, I'm one of the picks. All right. Usually I'm not a coward. I only pick one, but if I have to, I got Trey Lance or Penny Sewell. That'd be my my you know draft crush. Okay, I like that. One. I think Pierre knows mine. Um, but what, yeah, what are you? It's, who, um, it's who are you a more, right, Wayne? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> who, are, who are you a fan? Who, who are you a fan of? Oh man, Bateman. No, 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 I'm saying, what team are you a fan of? Oh, I'm a, oh Baltimore Ravens. Okay, you're a Ravens fan. Okay, yeah. makes sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe okay. makes sense, but I could honestly see um, Baltimore go the edge rusher route. They lost Judon, they lost Yannick. My, I can see Aziz. Really have... Aziz, oh, yeah. Aziz. He has that Ravens yeah. pedigree. I think yeah. people are sleeping on Gregory Russo, man. I don't understand this disrespect now. Why he's going like, like on the draft network? I'm looking right now. He's 52. What? I don't agree with that, man. Here's another thing, Tyler. A lot of people watch, you know, which is okay. 
like the NFL mocks and other guys' mocks. But I kind of watch it through like an Eric DeCosta lens. So I know I, I got some people got mad at me for taking a lineman, but tape is tape. And I was thinking in a Ravens type of mindset instead of that team's mindset. Because it's hard to draft for a team. I, I'm putting my principles on them, but uh, a lot of people sleep on old linemen. I don't know why. But that's my favorite position of football. That's yeah. what I'm saying, man. That's what I'm saying. So <laughs> you could have, you could have 50 Randy Mosses. If you don't have a solid line, you could be throwing from the turf. So that's, that's why right. I, I value Olamin, Ronnie Stanley, uh, Orlando Brown. You know. Uh, yeah. Uh, what do you well, What do you guys think you're gonna do with Orlando? It looks like he's gonna be traded. Yeah. What's going on with them? Man, that's gonna hurt. I, they they've been kind of mum. I don't know. I, I hope we can work something out. But I'm always about a guy playing where you want to play, getting that bag. So. Uh, Wayne, what's your what's what's your thoughts on Tevin Jenkins? I don't know if you know much about him. What's your thoughts on Tevin if you do know him? Hey, not even gonna lie to you, not really familiar with Mr. Jenkins, but um, okay, okay. So you I'm tell gonna, me, I'm gonna put you hip. I'm gonna put you hip on a guy because if you guys trade Orlando Brown, which it looks like it is gonna happen, get on this Tevin Jenkins boat right now because this dude is a molar and he's one of my favorite players in this whole entire draft. I mean, this dude is mean. Okay, I like that. So go watch him, dude. He'll bully. He'll bully you. Like if if you try to say item, he'll bully you. He doesn't look like that type of guy, but he'll bully you. And now, yeah, and then I got a, I guess a top, a question for Tyler and Pierre. I, I saw a mock that Pierre had a uh, Mr. Justin Fields going at number seven. Uh, when I look at him, I see a little bit of Lamar. What's your thoughts on Lamar, Mr. Tyler? Oh, Tyler <laughs> you're gonna ask me this question. Hey, I'm that's not fine. A Lamar Jackson I just, fan. Hey, I, I'm. I'm you know, no, 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 uh, no shame, no pain. Just talk to me. What's your, what's your thoughts so, on it? I don't think Justin Fields and Lamar Jackson are the same quarterback at all, honestly. I think Justin Fields is a way more accurate, has more of a quarterback arm. He's more of a quarterback than Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar Jackson. I say like dual threat. That's what be, I mean, dual threat. When I think Lamar Jackson, it's just a guy that's never developed a passing game, and he's not even average in that department, in my opinion. People say you sleep on his passing game, and I, I really don't think I do. I just don't think he's a, a good passer, and I don't. And I think that's what's holding him back, and that's why I'm sorry, Wayne. I don't think he ever wins a Super Bowl. I really don't. I just don't think he's one of those quarterbacks that could take over if you're down 17-0, if you're down, you know, a couple possessions in the game. He's just not that guy because all he he really shows to me, and the only thing I really like about his game is his legs. I don't like his passing ability at all. I think it's very below average. I think you could definitely improve, you know, if we're looking for a true passing quarterback. He's just not a quarterback, to, like a true quarterback to me. And a guy I would never draft, honestly. Tyler, you don't have to apologize. That's your opinion, man. I love the guy. Uh, yeah. gonna, that, that's that's the beauty of sports. We talk like this. They're, yeah. Go ahead, so, who the hell are his receivers, right? Willie Sneed, Marquise Brown. <laughs> Um, Miles Boykin, now Sammy Watkins. Yeah, Sammy Watkins also was like, you got to stay healthy, right? Also, yeah. you look at this coordinator. Um, he hasn't really like adjusted. Once team figured them out, he hasn't really made some. I adjustments. agree with that. I, I agree. Greg Roman is really babied Lamar Jackson to a certain degree and just really tried to implement this college, you know, this Kyle style, Kyle college. Style offense, my fault. Um, he's really trying to implement that college style offense with Lamar Jackson, and he's like just not wanting to adjust and you know improve his game. And maybe that's why I'm not high on Lamar Jackson, just because I I have never seen him being a pro style offense. Yeah. I've, I've always seen thing. him in this Kyle style offense. Yeah, one more thing, he's all pro and MVP. That's like okay. Yeah. Cool. Hey, look, Tyler. <laughs> when I get to watch him up close in practice, man, I'm amazed 
I just want them to unleash him a little bit more, not play so conservative. But what are you amazed with his passing ability? Oh yeah, man! Look, when he he can he can he can zing it. I'm telling you, I, I'm telling you, Tyler, he can zing it, man. I would never lie to you. Hey, but Wayne, if he gets a Super Bowl, we're talking about practice. I, oh, <laughs> ooh, that was good. Hey, that you was know, good, bro. Like, that was good. I got to give it to you. Like, that was you good. Show me what what he do in the game. You right? Bro. Practice I like that. Practice. Look, man, if this man get a Super Bowl, I might shave my head. I might run to Australia. Well, Wayne, I'll shave my head because I'm such not a believer in him. I'll shave oh, my head man. if he wins the Super Bowl. <laughs> they look. They got to ban me from every social app. I can tell you that now because I'm gonna act like a girl at one of those Justin Bieber concerts and scream my head off. Well, you saw I, I want this so bad for him, Tyler. You saw the. I mean, obviously not Lamar Jackson, but you saw the Ravens win a Super Bowl versus the Niners. Yeah, I, I, I did, man. But I, I think because I love Lamar since college, and I was praying on draft night, and then he fell to us. So if we can get him, I'm with him. But look, that, my connection to y'all, Tyler, I wanted Galladay so bad too, man. I thought you guys should have got him too. Uh, I mean, you so, guys, you guys, you guys ignored the position. <laughs> to yeah, I mean, uh, Sammy Watkins was all you got. And, uh, look, the draft is deep at receiver. I, I wouldn't. I'd say don't don't panic yet. Just wait. They, yeah, they, they you know we pay, yeah, I never organization is smart. They don't pay players like that are aging a lot of money. They they like to go the younger route. Like you saw CJ Mosley, he walked. They drafted Patrick Queen. Joe mm-hmm. Flacco got older. They drafted Lamar Jackson. Um, I could go on and on, right? Yeah, we got a yeah PSEs. They got they got so, a sleeper on the offensive line too. He already started some games for them last year, I believe. Where yeah. he got a, a couple of snaps. Tyrese Phillips. I like Tyrese. Yeah. Coming oh yeah. Okay, Tyler. See Tyler knows stuff. Hey, hey, man, we know, I, hey, we know about the Ravens. We, we know about, like, every team. We cover, like, not every team, but when the Lions play a team, we scout that team and everything they do. So, like Duvernay. You know, I, I like Duvernay coming out. I love, I love Roche. Look, Tyler, I remember when we played y'all, and uh, it was just field goals for Justin Tucker. No, oh, that was in um, 2012, yeah. That was wild. But I just want to – hey, man, look, either – even though if you don't like Lamar, it don't matter. You love football, and that's what I'm about. So keep up the good work, man. want to see you Appreciate win. that, Wayne. No problem. All right. All right, Wayne. Thanks for coming on. And, guys, we're going to close it here. You can catch us weekly on the Locker Room app with the Pride Podcast. And I'm out. Peace. Peace out, guys. Thanks. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens. And that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.